Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And thank you so much for being here today. You will be glad that you listened to this episode. I promise you, I just wrapped up what was arguably the best conversation I have ever had with anyone on the podcast. And it's with Brian Johnson. Brian is someone who I've been a fan of. I've admired for over a decade. I used to be one of his customers when he had his Philosopher's Notes program. And then that became his optimized program. You'll hear a little bit about that today because it's free now. It used to be like a hundred bucks a year and now it's free. So we'll talk about that briefly. But the point is I was a huge fan of Brian's. And then one day my buddy Matt came up to me at a conference. We were at a mastermind conference and he said, Hal, you know, Brian Johnson, philosopher notes. I said, yeah. He said, dude, he just put out a video on YouTube on the miracle morning. He did a summary of your book. And it's like, I was starstruck. I was like, no way. I've been reading his philosopher's notes for years. That's crazy that he did one on the miracle morning on my book. So you're in for a treat. Brian is the founder of Optimize and also the CEO of Heroic. These are his two missions in life, Optimize and Heroic. It's how do you optimize yourself as an individual? And then how do you live a heroic life so that you pay it forward and take the best version of yourself out into the world to help other people. He has read over a thousand books. He's done over 600 summaries on those books. And today I ask him, what's the most valuable lesson you've learned out of the thousand plus books that you've read? You don't want to miss that. We talk about the difference between virtues and values. He just drops so much wisdom on this episode. And um, again, I think you're in for a treat. We're going to talk about what does it mean to optimize yourself? How do you take yourself to the highest level of potential that is within you? How do you actually do it? Because Brian's big thing that he talks about is how do you go from theory to practice to mastery? And we go in depth on that, right? Meaning theory, which is like, oh yeah, I read a book and I understand these ideas. It's really cool. How do you put that into practice and actually start living what you've learned? But then how do you go beyond that and actually begin living a life of mastery where you are fundamentally not just learning and implementing here and there and trying things for a bit and then moving on and then, right? But you're actually living a life of mastery that is so in alignment with your values and your virtues that you truly live every day fulfilled at the highest level. So that's just a little bit of what we're going to talk about. So much gold in today's episode. I think you are, I know, I know you're going to walk away with a ton. Before we dive in today, let me take just a minute. I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Organifi. And if you're a listener to the show, you know that I am a huge fan of our sponsor because I've been using their products for years. I think five, six, seven years. I don't, I should actually somehow, I don't know how to look at the date when I started. I could probably check my emails or something, but it's been a long time. And uh, every day I use their red juice, their green juice. I use their protein powder in my smoothie during the winter, the flu season. I use the immunity powder, right? There's so many things I use. And it's because their products aren't synthetic vitamins, which is like 99% of vitamins out there. They use whole food 
supplements, right? So they're actually deriving their vitamin C from camu camu berries and acerola cherries, right? Whole foods, not ascorbic acid. It's not synthetic made in a lab. It's derived from whole foods. If you want more energy, you want to boost your health, you want to adapt better to stress, I highly recommend check out Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com forward slash Hal. If you find something there that you love, I don't know how you won't because they have great stuff, but if you find something you love, use the code Hal, H-A-L at checkout, and you'll get an additional 20% off your entire order, even on top of their sale prices. Organifi.com forward slash Hal with the code Hal at checkout. Without further ado, I'm so excited for you to experience this conversation that I just had with Brian Johnson, the one and only. Enjoy. Mr. Brian Johnson, welcome to the podcast. Mr. Hal Elrod, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. This is uh, what the second or third time we've talked here in the last week or so, man. Plus, we've been blowing up the text. I'm so happy that uh, we've been able to spend so much time together in the last uh, 10 days. Dude, it's been enjoyable. So, well, and it's interesting, and I often share this on the podcast when I interview somebody. I go, I was a fan of this person from fan to friend, right? Like I was a fan of yours and then a huge fan of Philosopher's Notes. And then one day, my buddy Matt, we were at a conference and he goes, Hal, have you seen this? And he shows me a YouTube video and it's the Brian Johnson doing a Philosopher's Note on the Miracle Morning. And I'm like, shut up. I'm a huge fan of that guy. No and, uh, yeah. So like that. Yeah. I don't even know if you knew that, but that's Dude, how. I did not know that story. And that's... I don't know if you know, but I got, and I got goosebumps when you said that. I got introduced to you from one of my big investors and dear friends. He's like, you got to read this book. And I pay attention to recommendations he makes. And it was just so good. And then that PNTV is now one of the most popular ones we've ever done. Um, but I didn't know that that was, uh, that was how we connected. And I love the phrase fan to friend. Um, what a blessing and, uh, thrilled that we had that arc. Thank you, friend, for me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, one of the things that you and I have in common, I think, is personal development is such a core aspect of our lives. I know it's one of your main passions. It's your work centers around that. So how did you get into this world? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's a long story. Um, <laughs> you know, I was raised Catholic, conservative family. And then I was recruited while at UCLA to go to this leadership thing. Um, and I was introduced to Stephen Covey in Seven Habits. This is like 1990, wow, 95. And Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it just changed my life. It was the first self-development book I'd ever read. And it, you know, showed me that you can create your ideal life. And it literally just changed my life. And then got really passionate about understanding what it is that makes great people great. So that's really been my lifetime obsession. That's evolved into how do we optimize our lives? How do we show up as the best, most heroic version of ourselves? We can go out and change the world. One mm. person at a time together, starting with you and me today is kind of the thing. Mm. But that's the um, kind of awakening moment for me. you know. And what age was that that you read? That 21. Book? 21, 21 years, old. years old. Yeah. In between junior and senior year at uh, UCLA. So interesting. So I was, I think I was 19 when I got into personal development and how to win friends and influence people, I believe was the first book that I read. And yeah, it was, you know, I got started a career in sales. My mentor taught me about personal development. I didn't even know what that was. It was a totally new concept. I didn't grow up learning about personal growth or personal development. But once you get into it, you're like, oh, wow, like you can learn about how to be better. And that it's a really positive addiction, right? Yep, yep, exactly. So Philosopher's Notes was you essentially summarizing these books 
you've read now, what is it, over 600 philosophy and personal development books? Is that accurate? You know, I don't know how many books I've actually read. It's more than that. But I have created these philosopher's notes, which are six-page PDF, 20-minute MP3 summaries on on 600 and something books, ancient wisdom, modern science, Mm. the best books across all these different domains. We've got like three dozen of them, including your book, The Miracle Morning. Again, one of my favorites. That's your favorite, Um, sure. Dale Carnegie's it's, it is my all-time favorite, clearly. Uh, <laughs> Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And he's got two other books I profiled. Um, one on how to stop worrying and start living. And yeah. another one on how to build confidence through public speaking. I love Dale Carnegie too. And then, of course, we've got Seven Habits and Stoicism and Positive Psychology, etc. But yeah, that's all I did, you know, um, for the better part of 10 years was read, write, think, teach, repeat, try to understand what these great teachers had to say. And pull out the best big ideas from these books. And our phrase is kind of more wisdom in less time. Most yeah. people are too busy to read full time. Even now, as I'm back in CEO mode, I don't have time to read, you know? Yeah. But here are the best ideas you need to think about. And if you want to go deep into the book, do it. Um, and that's the basic idea with Philosopher's Notes and what's kept me busy or did keep me busy um, for years there. Well, and for anybody listening, think about that. For 10 years, 600 books, that's 60 books a year. That's five books a month. Like you were a voracious reader, man. That's wild. Dude, I, I peaked at 10 a month. I actually did 122 years in a row. Wow. And it was just, I look at my schedule back in the day and I'm like, wow, that guy was productive. Yeah. I didn't, didn't use my phone for years, dude. I didn't do email. You were a hermit. I would I just, text you and I would get yeah. a response six months later. <laughs> You're like, hey, sorry for the delayed reply. I'm like, dude, that was six months ago. <laughs> I've been in hermit mode. I would get, that was like, yeah, that was your default response. That's so funny. Yeah, I think your email autoresponder was probably, I'm in hermit mode. I'll get back to you in the next six months. Like, just be patient. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's funny. I like, I own 600 books, but you know, when I open a lot of them, I go, dude, I only read like the first two chapters of that one. I only got halfway through that one, you know, so yep. here, I'm going to put you on the spot. If yep. you could share one lesson from all of those 600 plus books today, is there one that stands out? Like, is there one lesson above all others that stands out? Yeah, I wish we were on video. We're both in the country here. So we're doing audio only, you mm. know, in our chat. But I'd hold up my arm and I'd show you one of my two tattoos. Mm. I actually got several tattoos, but the two principal tattoos, um, it's arete. So by far, it's a Greek word, but by far the number one thing I got from over 600 books, again, ancient wisdom, modern science, um, is this one word. So I like to say that if you ask Aristotle, and Martin Seligman as proxies for ancient wisdom and modern science. Um, again, Aristotle doesn't need an introduction, but Martin Seligman, as many of you will probably know, is the founder of the positive psychology movement. So he's our proxy for modern science. If you ask those guys, hey, what's the ultimate meaning of life? They give you the exact same one-word answer. Um, mm. Aristotle would say eudaimonia, which means good soul. Mm. We translate that into English as flourishing which is the name of Martin Seligman's most recent book. And I get goosebumps every time I tell that story. Then if you say, okay, guys, that's cool. So the point of life is to flourish, not to make a lot of money or to be famous or to be hot per se, although those things, of course, can be powerful contributors to flourishing, but to flourish, to be the best version of yourself. Then you say, okay, follow-up question. How do you do that? Like, what's the answer to that? And they will literally answer in the exact same way. And this leads us to the number one lesson. Um, Aristotle would say, if you want to have a good soul and to flourish, 
then you must live with art. And now we translate that word as virtue or excellence, mm. but it means basically expressing the best version of yourself moment to moment to moment. So if there's a gap between who you're capable of being and who you're actually being, and you're not living with arte, then you experience regret, anxiety, disillusionment. But if you can close that gap, yeah. there's no room for the bad stuff and you feel great, you feel eudaimonia, et cetera. Anyway, Martin Seligman says, yep, I agree with Aristotle. We founded the whole positive psychology movement on putting virtues in action um, and then a long conversation ensues. But that's a long answer to your short question. Yeah. One word, arte, be the best version of you moment to moment to moment. That's what it's all about. You use the word virtues, right? Is there a distinction between virtues and values? Like for me, I talk a lot on the podcast about living in alignment with your values. Like if you want a fulfilled life, that to me is fulfillment is I've yep. defined my values every day. I strive to live in alignment with all of my values. And when I do, yep. I feel great. And when I don't, like you said, right, I feel disconnected. I feel depressed. I feel like something's off. So yeah, virtues and values, is that just a synonym or is there a difference? You know, well, first of all, this is why I love you because that's exactly, again, what, as you know, all great teachers across all time have said, yeah. right? Now, I would offer that it's yes and, mm. as most things are. Yes, mm. they are synonyms. And for me, virtue has a really deep meaning because virtue is like, it's the essential quality and it's, it just has profound like gravitas for me. It's, it's deeper and more powerful than just values. And, you know, there's things like the cardinal virtues that the ancient Greek and Stoics talked about that positive psychology literally founded their whole movement on. And so they talk about the fact that you've got to put your virtues in action. So we've actually architected our entire heroic app that we're building around a virtue compass. And our whole thing is, look, the world has lost its moral compass. Here's yours. And the four cardinal virtues as we adapt them are wisdom, self-mastery, courage, and love. All traditions talk about those four things. And then science says the most robust virtues most highly correlated with flourishing are hope, gratitude, curiosity, zest. And when you put those together, that's how you create an extraordinary life. And you show up as the best, most heroic version of yourself more consistently. To your point, not once in a while, but look, if I do this today, odds are I'm going to have a great day. So again, how do you operationalize that has been my life's work, is figuring out how you go from the abstract to the concrete, from theory to practice to mastery, not once in a while, but consistently day in and day out. Talk about that more. I know you talk a lot about moving from exactly what you just said, from theory to practice to mastery. And I, I always say that like when people ask me about The Miracle Morning and why has that book reached so many people, my theory or my guess around that is that most books give you a lot of theory. And as you're reading, your mind is blown. You go, oh my God, what a brilliant concept. Oh, what a great idea. Oh, but then when the book ends, you don't do anything differently. You just go grab the next book. You're like, yeah, the book I just read was like the best book ever. And then you read the next book. And you're like, oh my God, this is the best book ever, right? And most people like you that have read 600 books, they just have 600 books worth of mismatched knowledge yeah. and theory in their head, but their life is essentially the same. So I'd love yeah. for you to just dive a little deeper. How do you move from theory to practice to mastery? I mean, you just articulated the first thing you got to do. And again, I just still love you and, and like soul brothers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> The first thing is recognizing it. You know, you want to solve a problem or a challenge. You got to recognize the problem or challenge. Now, again, our line with heroic and optimized and especially optimized coach, where that is the whole program, move from theory to practice to mastery over 300 days. 
is you got to get that, you know, look, we don't need to listen to another podcast. You know, we don't need to read another book or watch another class. We need to actually do the things we know we could be doing. Yeah. And then not once in a while. The master is the one who the worse they feel, the more committed they are to their practice. It's a huge part of my philosophy. We call it anti-fragile confidence. Mm. If you want to get stronger, the harder life is, then you need to get to a place where you don't fall apart when life challenges you. And again, longer chat, but COVID, that just exposed some vulnerabilities. If you didn't have a solid foundation, good luck dealing with the historically significant challenges. Our coaches and our community, I've told them exactly this. We're going to see how are your fundamentals? Eating, moving, sleeping, breathing. When you are pushed to the limits like we all are right now, you better be focused on that. You better be moving from theory to practice to mastery. And again, not once in a while, but consistently. I'm obsessed about this. Like This is literally what I've dedicated my entire life to is figuring that out. What's the formula? How do we do that? Because that's how you change your life. Not in a, you know, I got inspired and I, whatever, walked on fire, which I love walking (laughs) on fire, you know, or I, I can meditate for 10 hours a day for 10 days, which I've done in Vipassana. But when I come back to my life, I can maintain gains. I know what I need to do and I do it consistently. That level of self-mastery, the wisdom to know the game you're playing, to go back to the virtues, the self-mastery to actually play that game well, whether you feel like it or not, is ultimately what it's all about. Yeah, what you just said, it can often be an escape where someone creates this illusion of, well, I'm walking on fire or I'm at the event or I'm reading the book, so I'm growing. But if you don't implement it, what growth did you experience? It's like reading a workout book without lifting yeah. the weights, right? <laughs> yeah, and Ken Wilber is another one of my favorite teachers. I featured Ken Wilber, I featured Tony Robbins in the Philosopher's Notes, etc. I love both of them and so many of more teachers. Ken Wilber puts it brilliantly. He says, look, it's easy to experience a state experience. It's like getting shot out of a cannonball, you know, and you experience this inspiration or if you're spiritual enlightenment moment or whatever. But then the cannonball is going to come back to the ground. Mm. And you got to know how to make that state experience a trait and Mm. make it part of who you are. And the only possible way you can do that is if you slow down long enough to look at it and say, okay, what do I do when I'm at my best? When I'm at my best, I meditate for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day. And I, I, I do the savers, you know, Miracle Morning Style, which again is why your book, Goosebumps, had such impact. You made it practical and you helped us create a great morning through very practical do these every day and then go try to have a bad day. It's one of the lines I use a lot. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. But you got to, again, you got to have the wisdom to know that we're seduced by culture at large and then within the, you know, kind of rah-rah, pom-pom waving side of self-help that it should be easy. And it's one good state after another. But it's not easy, obviously. And you got to do, do the hard work, again, not once in a while, but consistently. And then it becomes fun. And then doing the things that are best for you become what you most enjoy doing, which is the Seneca reference. Mm. You know, He said, how much better to get to a point where doing what's best for you, whether it's going to bed on time or getting up early and doing your workout or your meditation or your visualization or whatever, is not only what's best for you, but what you most enjoy. Like You couldn't pay me to not meditate or to stay up late watching some show on Netflix. Not possible because I enjoy doing what's best for me because I'm having fun seeing what I'm capable of and what I can do in this you know, precious life that we're blessed to have. Um, and then it gets exciting because you get curious of, well, shoot, if I was able to do that at that level, mm. what can I do if I consistently show up at a world-class level? Um, then you roll up your sleeves and, and get to work, you know? Yeah. 
there's so much freaking wisdom in what you just said. I, I was taking notes. So you're getting me fired up, Hal. All right. So one thing you said is make the state. I think it was a Ken Wilber reference. Make the state a trait. That's Meaning you read That's a book, a you feel elevated, you feel inspired, you feel motivated, you feel more confident. If Hey, if I did the thing I just learned, wow, that would change my life. How do you make that state, that temporary state that will dissolve into a perpetual trait? I love that. Make the state a trait. And the other thing that you said is from Seneca, eventually what's best for you becomes what you enjoy most. It reminds me, I am... Um, Gosh, it was 20 years ago. I was living in an apartment. It was after my car accident. And my buddy, my high school buddy came to visit me who I hadn't seen in like a year, my buddy Brian. And um, I was eating at the time what I thought was healthy. Looking back, like I was eating soy milk out of a box, right? Like and it, it might've been organic, you know? And for what I knew at the time, I thought I was eating really healthy. And he goes, dude, he's like, is it really worth it? And I go, what do you mean? He's like, for you to have to endure drinking that soy milk crap, just because you want to be healthier. And like, I just kind of looked up in the brown and I looked at him and I go, you think this is hard? It was a weird transition eight months ago, but now I look forward to it. It's part of my life, you know? And I have some friends that are like, oh my God, you're so disciplined in your diet. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I drink a smoothie every day that I freaking can't wait to drink that I love. They're like, but it has ginger in it and garlic in it. I'm like, yeah. And it, all the other things, it has orange, it has vanilla protein. Powder. Like, it tastes amazing, you know? And same thing with my lunch and my salad every day. My lunch, they're like, oh my God, you make this stuff. I love it. It's like two of my favorite times a day are when I get to drink my smoothie in the morning <laughs> and get to eat my salad at lunch, you know? But the point is, once you do the things that are really good for you and you're living in alignment with values of health and productivity and growth and all of those things, eventually that just becomes who you are and you you love it, right? You can either be addicted to negative, destructive vices or you can be addicted to positive, productive vices. Either way, you can develop addictions. You know, it just, you get to pick your addiction. No, so I just took all kinds of notes. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Going from the back forward, yes to all of that. It's vice versus virtue, really, because you've got certain vicious behaviors, right, and habits. And then you've got, that you can become addicted to. And then you've got virtuous habits, right? So really, every challenge in the world from for 2,500 years, all the great wisdom teachers have said, comes down to vice versus virtue. Mm. You've got a daimon, which means a soul, right? Over one shoulder, but then you've got a little demon, (laughs) which is literally the, the diminutive of daimon is demon. Daimon, demon. On the other shoulder, we all have that and we've all had that forever, but we just need to start I like to say high-fiving our daimon more consistently because the wisdom's always there. And then you made me think of um, a great Stoic. I'm a, essentially a practicing Stoic who tries to bring all that into modern science, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge Stoic thinker and uh, practitioner, etc. One of the, I'm forgetting which it was, I think it was the practicing Stoic by a guy named Ward Farnsworth, who's the dean of the University of Texas Law School. Super smart guy. We got a philosopher's note on that and dozens of other Stoic books, by the way. He says, you got to make a decision. Do you want the good life or do you want the good mood? Because if Mm. you're driving every decision by the good mood, and again, goosebumps, then good luck. You know, if you need to feel great right this second, then your life is going to, I don't want to be rude, suck. Yeah, But if you're committed to and you have the wisdom to know the game you're playing, which is to flourish by putting your virtues in action and living with Arte, then all of a sudden doing what's best for you starts to feel the best as well. And you have a good mood and a good life. And that's the point. And it takes some willpower and some discipline to break the habits. 
And again, we live in such a sick society that you and I are the outliers. But again, another guy, now I know, I know I'm going off, but Yuval Noah Harari is my favorite thinker. That man, I knew, I've read three of his books. We've got notes on Sapiens, Homo Deus, and like, I don't know, 21 Problems for the 21st Century. Reading his books, I knew that he was an insane meditator. Literally, I just knew it because his mind was so clear and it was just astonishing. He dedicated his third book to S.N. Gwenka, his Vipassana meditation teacher. And I'm like, yep, knew it. He's meditated two hours a day for decades and his thinking is so lucid. Anyway, he says that we live in a strange world, you know, and the idea that you have a front lawn, you know, is not natural or inevitable, right? It, the fact that we wear shoes, like that's just a cultural creation. So the fact Wait, who is this person? Culture, I want to read this because I... Oh, dude, I'll send you the philosopher's notes. Yeah. Yuval Noah Harari. He's a historian out of Israel who's a genius. I mean, he's just brilliant. So one of our corporate partners wanted us to do notes, wanted me to do notes on them. Hundreds of thousands of employees are like, can you do notes on Yuval Noah Harari stuff? I'm like, yes. How do you spell his first name? Y-U-V-A-L Noah Harari, H-A-R-A-R-I. And we'll send you links so that you can directly, with three philosopher's notes on his books. And they're deep. You got to think to get these books, you know. I just texted you, you and your deep. team a reminder so you won't forget. Dude, I just heard that go through. So we're going to hook you up with that. Um, and we'll have direct links so the community can check it out. And again, cool. that's all free now. And anyway, he's brilliant. And my point with that was that you and I talking about this, it's like we're the weird ones. But that that wasn't inevitable. We could have lived in a culture in which living with virtue was the default. We don't because you have leadership that's more interested in in other things and, and kind of that vice versus virtue thing, which yeah. is why we need to step up and create a better culture for our kids and their kids, etc. But anyway, I'm going off, so I'll be quiet. But but I loved everything you said and uh, good life, good mood, vice, virtue. Today's the day. Let's go. So I want to ask you your opinion on 30-day challenges. Okay, so I personally, and, and this is really following up on Seneca's what you shared eventually, what's best for you becomes what you enjoy most. And for me, the way I've done that is it's kind of, I believe in living my life in 30-day challenges, where every 30 days I ask myself, what's one thing I want to improve? You know, I want to get rid of a bad habit. I want to implement a new habit. I want to try something new with my wife or my kids or whatever. And then focus on that for 30 days. And what I find is at the beginning of the 30 days, there's that inertia, that resistance, like, I don't know, this is awkward. It's uncomfortable. But within 30 days for me, I acclimate to it. And I know there's the Harvard study that they talked about in the one thing, which is that it takes 66 days to change a habit. There's psychocybernetics, right? Maxwell Maltz talks yeah. about the 21 days to change a habit. I personally believe so much in the mind over matter, you know, that if you think you can change a habit in a day, you probably can. If, you, right, if you're right, you fully yeah. committed to that, yeah. if you think it's going to take you 66, it will, right? Like, so, so for me, I like that 30-day sweet spot. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that in general, even just quick thoughts on living your life in 30-day challenges so that every 30 days you can take any one trait that you want to adopt and have it become something that you enjoy by the end of the 30 days. I love it. And again, your book, the way you describe that arc, you know, the first 10 days you're like this, and then the second 10 days you're like that, then the third yeah. 10 days are like, you couldn't pay me to not do it. Unbearable, uncomfortable, was, unstoppable. Yeah. Dude, I thought that was one of the best frames, and again, goosebumps for the fifth time that I've heard. So I love that. Absolutely love that. And then, of course, you know, that 
the 30 days needs to be translated into 365 days. But what the 30 days does is it's almost like that, that liftoff, you know, you're inspired. It, it's more than a weekend. Um, and then you can experiment. You can have fun and see which things are going to stick or not. And then the way I frame it is um, The Art of Learning, Josh Waitskin. Genius book, uh, again, philosopher's note on that. He says, you need to make your prior best your new baseline. So my thing would be, we're not out here to do it and then to go back to our prior levels. You want to create a new baseline every time you create a new best. That's how you get good. Mm. And you build scaffolding in your life. You don't go up and then down, mm. right? Your highs get higher and your lows get higher because you decide which things are now non-negotiable. Yeah. And then there's a whole, as you know, and you teach and you practice, you know, art and science to have a creation. I'm a huge student of willpower, habits. We've got notes on tiny habits, on atomic habits, uh, again, on your book and on a ton of other books in, in that domain. And we got to get good at that. We, we absolutely need to create that self-mastery. Um, and I break that down briefly into use your willpower wisely to install habits that run on autopilot mm. via algorithms. So if I wake up, then I meditate. You know, and after I meditate, then I do my deep work in which I do a lot of the things that you you teach, etc. Then, you know, it just you create these things that you're not negotiating with yourself every time. And that prior best becomes a new baseline. Then you get really excited about, well, shoot, if I can do that, then what can I do next? And again, I love your 30-day challenge as a really fun, dynamic way to um, go out and crush it, for sure. Yeah. So your Philosopher's Notes, when I discovered Philosopher's Notes, one of the things I love about the concept of book summaries is that, as you said, we only have so much time. There's so many books out there that we want to read. And the reality is, you think about it, when you read, if I were to ask you, you know, of any book that you've read, now you're different, Brian, you have, your memory is like a freaking elephant. But if I were to ask the average person, like, hey, teach me what you learned from that book that you read, you know, last month. The amount that somebody could recall from a book is typically pretty limited, right? They're going to go, uh, you know, like Miracle Morning. Oh, yeah, you wake up early, so you have more purpose. And, and you do the savers, these six practices, right? The point is, the amount that you remember from a book you read is even less than is in a philosopher's note. So what I love a philosopher's note specific to book summaries, you know, right, in the category is that you highlight the way you do, if nobody's ever seen these, and I know we'll share where this is all free now, but philosopher's notes are done so well. And two things, one, like the highlights that you do, but also your personality, like you're just a, a nut. You're like, it's fun. It's fun to read, right? Like you're goofy, you slang, like, but of course you bring in the best insights. So when I discovered you, it was through Philosopher's Notes specifically. And then correct me if I'm wrong, did that evolve to become optimized? Is that kind of how that worked? That was the evolution of Philosopher's Notes? Yeah, again, there's so much there. And thank you again for your kind words um, across the board there. And just to highlight the idea of Philosopher's Notes. So when you read a great book like The Miracle Morning or How to Win Friends and Influence People or Seven Habits or Atomic Habits or whatever, fill in the blank on 600 plus for the philosopher's notes, there are what I call big ideas, which are the sections that you asterisk and underline and mark all up, mm, yeah. right? And there's five to 10, you know, whatever, really potentially life-changing ideas in those books. I pull those out, put them into a six-page PDF. We have an app, iOS and Android as well. Um, and it's in a highlighter effect. So you can see this is from the book. And then I come in and as Hal said, playfully kind of kick you in the butt to go move from theory to practice to mastery. 
I connect them to other ideas. So I say, well, House does this, but Stephen Covey says the same thing. And, mm. and so does James Clear. And you want to know this. So anyway, that's the, the idea there. And then you're absolutely right. Philosopher's Notes is just part of Optimize. And it's funny because when you were saying the learning thing, I basically literally have read every great book in Habits. So I've got Philosopher's Notes on it. Then I distilled it into Habits 101, a 60-minute class with 10 of the best big ideas, worksheets and all that stuff. And then I did the same thing for learning. So of course, we need to learn how to learn, right? So I read all the best books on the science and art of learning. And mm-hmm. then I created a class called Learning 101. I mean, and I that's an online that. video class, yeah? Yeah, yeah, 60 minutes, video, worksheets, yeah. you know, all of that. And I did that 50 times, mm-hmm. literally, 50 different categories. Stoicism, you know, mental toughness, all the best Navy SEAL books, all the best willpower books, again, habits, sleeping, movements, nutrition, fitness, you know, literally dozens of categories. But that's the basic idea with Optimize. We've got the Philosopher's Notes, 600 of them. We got 50 hour-long video master classes. And then we've also got super short form Optimize Plus Ones, which are like two to three minute, boom, here you go. We've got over a thousand of those. I did those every day for like three years in a row. And those are videos? And again, those are little micro videos. Over a and, thousand um, of those videos. That's crazy. Short form content. Yeah, it was super fun. I, I was going to do it for a year and I kind of got on a roll and wound up doing like 1,200 of them. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Uh, the punchline is that used to be a hundred bucks a year. So yeah. we've had... I used to pay a hundred bucks a year. Did I was one of your I customers. I appreciate that. Yeah. Huh? I appreciate that. You, yeah. I appreciate your support back in the day. Uh, and then it's now free. So that's the exciting thing with Optimize that we're just giddy about having just unlocked that super recently. So where can people get it? But also, why did you make it free? Yeah, well, I answered that in order. So optimize.me slash Hal. Oh, nice. Is, you said uh, that for me. I appreciate that. Free. Yeah, yeah. So optimize.me slash H-A-L Hal. All of that stuff we've been talking about is absolutely free. And then, you know, the short answer on why we decided to give it away for free is we want to catalyze a movement. Um, we want to change the world. And my new business... It's called Heroic, which I founded on election night last year. Hmm. Um, we wound up raising $11 million as part of a seed round. We made history as the first company to ever raise $5 million via new regulations from our community, our crowd. And Heroic acquired Optimize. And the first thing we did was give the premium membership away for free as an opportunity to look. We've been told it was a world-class, well-priced product before, and it's perfect. Let's unlock it. Unlock, optimize, catalyze, heroic, um, and we're launching the heroic app in um, next spring. And I'm just excited to welcome people in. And it's been thrilling to have like sixty thousand people join in the first thirty days, and just so excited to welcome new optimizers and take the wisdom and um, give it away for free. And then we also have, as you know, the Optimize Coach program, um, yep. which is a 300-day program scientifically proven to work by Sonia Libomirsky, a leading positive psychologist. Yes, we have two philosopher's notes on her two books and 70 philosopher's notes on positive psychology, by the way. Every single book in positive psychology, basically, I've covered. Anyway, 300-day program, scientifically proven to change lives. We've had 3,500 people sign up for that at 1000 bucks. And we're now offering that for 300 bucks, and you can bring a friend and we're fired up. So that's optimize.me slash Hal 
coach, one word, Hal coach. Couldn't be more excited about that. So I understand. Is that for someone who wants to become a coach or someone who wants to get coaching? It's like you've done this before, Hal. Such good <laughs> questions. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like literally exactly 50% of the people who've gone through it. And now it's like, you know, 3,500. We've done it for almost three years. We're in our eighth class. So Optimized Coach Class 8 starts January 3rd, 2022. Almost exactly half of them do it because they are a coach and they want to go next level or they want to become a coach. And the other half do it simply because they want to become the best, most heroic version of themselves, <laughs> excuse me, and move from theory to practice to mastery. So it's literally half and half. Um, but basically, if you want the absolute best stuff, all the things that Hal and I've been talking about in a 300-day, again, proud and, and humbled to have it have been scientifically proven to work. And Sonia said that if she didn't do the research herself, she would have thought the data was fake because the results were so profound. And we talk about that at optimize.me slash Hal Coach. But yeah, that's the basic deal. Um, let's alchemize the two years worth of historically significant challenges and make 2022 the best year of our lives. And let's make cash not in the way. Let's go. That's the basic idea. And I think that, you know, have you read Margaret Wheatley's book, Who Do You Choose to Be? Dude, what are you doing right now? I've not. Did I just stump? Did I just stump? (laughs) What have I been doing with my Oh my gosh, go read that book. You'll love it. Um, I reference it a lot on the show or occasionally on the show. Um, Yeah, Margaret Wheatley, Who Do We Choose to Be? And the reference is she was an activist for most of her life, you know, like saving the whales and saving the ocean and all this stuff. And she essentially got to a point where she had to face reality, like some of the problems that she, her younger self was trying to solve, she has realized are like cataclysmic, like no optimism will change it. They're in motion. They're already bigger than anything that she can do. Like she had to come to grips with some of the things I thought that, you know, 20 years ago, I'm like, you know, like we're going to have this fixed in five years. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, about 10 years we'll fix it. Well, maybe, right. And then now she's like, oh, it's gotten considerably worse. Right. So while that could be depressing, the entire book, again, it's called, who do you choose to be? It's like, Hey, there are things in life and things in the world that you're not going to change that all the activism, all the hope, all the optimism, as great as it might be, is that there are certain things that are bigger than any one person or that are out of our control. She said, but the only thing you can control is who do you choose to be? Who are you going to choose to be? And she also references books on like civilization collapses. And she goes, in those times, there were people that gave up and then thought the world is ending and they just shriveled up and whatever. And there were those that rose up and go, hey, even in the darkest of times, even in in the midst of adversity, we need leaders. In fact, we need them now more than ever. We need people that will stand for their virtues and their values in the midst of chaos. And her, the phrase that she uses, Brian, I know you'll love this, is to choose to be an island of sanity in a sea of chaos. Wow. Right? You get to choose. We get to choose. And we can choose it in our own internal mental and emotional and spiritual well-being, right? That, oh my God, I so much stress and chaos in my life. I'm going to choose to be an island of sanity in this sea of chaos. And then the same thing, you know, outward in your family, your family might be chaotic. You can choose to be an island of sanity in a sea of chaos and then in your community and in the world and in, you know what I mean? In your nation, et cetera, et cetera. 
So yeah, so the point being that what you're talking about, let's make 2022 the best year of our lives is that's based on who are you going to be in 2022? I know I'm going on a little motivational tangent here, but um, I'm sitting here like, let's go. You got me going. But that for me is where when I feel stressed by the outer world, like one thing I've been saying for the last year is that when you focus on things that are out of control, you feel out of control. And that's never the state to be in, right? That's what yeah. causes stress and fear and depression and anxiety is I feel out of control. Well, what are you focused on? All the things going on in the world that are I'm seeing on the news, right? Like, do you have any control over those? No. Well, there you go. The only thing you have control over is what you can focus on. And that's what I love about Optimize is this is about optimizing you in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the uncertainty. How can you become the best version of yourself starting today. We're in November going into December, right? What if you were to go, what is it? Optimize.me forward slash Hal. It's free and start diving into the philosopher's notes. And the beauty of it is, right? You could read one a day during your miracle morning, right? It's about 10 minutes, right? Read one philosopher note every day. And then at the end of 30 days, you've consumed 30 books, you know, and you go into 2022 with a different level of thinking and a different level of consciousness and a different choice or a set of choices as to who can you choose to be. Now you've got 30 philosopher's notes worth of knowledge that you didn't have before, worth of options that you didn't have right now in this moment as you listen to the podcast that's available to you. What is it? Optimize.me forward slash Hal. So anyway, man, I'm stoked because this is where I'm at right now. It's like, I'm going to, how am I going to go into 2022 better than I've ever been before? So anyway, man, he says, (laughs) (laughs) mic mic drop. I'm like ready to go like hit my trail and work out. I'm fired up. This is good. Yeah. And where where were we? So one thing I admire about you, Brian, is that you live this. I mean, there's a lot of influencers or whatever that don't necessarily like you wonder like they seem kind of salesy is it authentic like are they living that and I know you well enough to know that you live by your principles and your values and you believe deeply in habits and goals and you fully live in alignment with that in fact so much so that you tattooed on like some of them on your arms right so In fact, explain the tattoos real quick. I know we don't have the video. People can't see, but what does it mean to have a goal that's worth tattooing on your body? I know one is heroic and the other is, how do you pronounce the word? Arte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk about that. Um, Yeah, so again, what you said, you know, I playfully had the mic drop moment there, which was true and earnest. And who do we choose to be? I mean, that is such a cool phrase. And you're, you know, to choose to be an island of sanity in a sea of chaos. When you were talking about, you know, the fall of different civilizations and some people freaking out and kind of falling into victimhood and others stepping up and doing something about it. So the word I use for that is heroes. Mm. So to go there, because mm. that's the way to you know, goosebumps for the 20th yeah. time, you know, like I'm a big etymology guy, you know, I just like the origin story of words and stuff. So arete, you know, has deep meaning for me. And the word hero has deep meaning for me. And so does optimize, by the way. So briefly, um, optimize comes from the Latin word optimus, which means the best. So when we talk about it, we're talking about helping you be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Now, that's nice. But what does that mean? Because we're not talking about you being the best version of yourself in a culturally normative way, meaning you got tons of Instagram followers and a six pack, you show off in a selfie and whatever. 
We're talking about you being the best version of yourself in service to something bigger than yourself, your family, your community, your world, etc. Now, there's a word for that, which is hero. And so etymologically, when the ancient Greeks were coming up for the word hero, they didn't pick a word that meant tough guy or killer of bad guys. They picked a word that meant protector. And the hero's secret weapon was love. Mm. It's love that drove them to have the courage to go face enormous challenges. And it was love that gave them the self-mastery to actually do what they needed to do, whether they felt like it or not. Mm. And so our whole thing is, who do we choose to be? And why I named our company Heroic and why I tattooed my body with the word Heroic, our (laughs) logo for our company, is I think, I don't think, I know we are facing historically significant challenges. We're not just recovering from the effects of COVID-19. We have, you know, pandemic levels of anxiety, of depression, of diabetes, of cancer, of political polarization, Mm. of environmental degradation, historically significant challenges. Demand historically significant responses from all of us stepping up and showing up as protectors of things we value. So two words, you know, arate and heroic. And the reality is arate, when we show up as that best, most heroic version of ourselves right this moment, you know, we are heroic. We don't need to wait for a year or for 10 years. And if we can do that consistently, we can create a better world, which leads us to our my third tattoo. So I've got Arte in big, you know, font, ancient looking font on my uh, right forearm. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a modern hyper minimalist font we crafted, heroic. And then above that, I've got 5120. So I've dedicated my life to seeing if I can help create a world. But you cut out there for a second. What do you have? 51 what? Yeah, sorry. 51. Two zero five one. So I've dedicated my life to playing my role as humbly yet heroically well as I can to help create a world in which 51% of the world's population is flourishing Mm. by the year 2051, which is a moonshot goal that the positive psychologists founded their whole movement on in the year 2000. When I first heard it, I thought it was insane. I still think it's insane. But I've adopted it as my life's mission, our heroic mission, and then one step at a time. And by the way, that's why we gave Optimize away for free. You know, we wanted to unlock Optimize to see if we can catalyze a heroic movement and help as many people as we possibly can with more wisdom and less time, be the change they want to see, be the best, most heroic version of themselves so we can literally change the world. Like that's the unapologetically intense ambition we have. And that's why I tattooed my body with RT, heroic, 512051. And then again, today's the day. I get out of the abstract. Look in the mirror. You're the hero we've been waiting for. And again, not as a trite statement, but as a real fact. If you're looking outside at those, you know, uncontrollables, as you brilliantly said, no, no, control your morning ritual. Make today a miracle morning, right? Go do your savers and then go make your evening a miracle and make every moment you can however imperfectly America today, because we need you to show up and move from victim to hero. That's one of the orientations we talk a lot about. You can pull the sheet or covers over your head and whine about everything going on. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Everyone, a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. Or you can stand up strong and the hero runs toward the sound of gunfire. They run toward the battle, not away from it. So again, mm-hmm. that's me doing my thing, but that's why I tattooed my body with it. I'm obviously all in and um, appreciate you, man, like just such a great 
conversation. And um, yeah, you've um, inspired me for a long time and I'm honored to be doing it together. Well, dude, the goosebumps you transferred, you threw them back here. You reciprocated them. Now I got the goosebumps. I resonate so much with that because Arate, am I saying it right? Yeah, perfectly. Arate and heroic. Those two words represent what my purpose in life has been for a long time, which is I defined it as I'm committed to living to my full potential in service of helping other people live to theirs. And to me, that's it. Arate, right? Living to your full potential, becoming the best version of yourself, heroic, and then serving others from a place of love. So God, that you just like, for you to sum up all of that in two words, two tattoos. Two tattoos. I get it. I get it. I I now, I like, I, you know, I've thought about getting like a a sunrise on my lower back, but I, you know, I never, no, just kidding. Um, But uh, right on, (laughs) man. Funny, well, dude, we can keep talking, but like, I just, I kind of want to wrap you. You tell me, like, I yeah. kind of want to wrap it up, man. I feel like you I just, feel like we just did what we needed to do. Yeah. Again, I'm honored to, um, you know, have you in my life to be part of your community and to be able to go so deep. That was one of my favorite conversations I've ever had, and our ability to go, you know, so deep and broad is just amazing. So, how totally appreciate you, and um, excited to, um, you know, heroes unite is our call. Let's go. Today's the day. Awesome, man. Uh, so, and the best place to get started with your work right now is free, the Optimize Premium Membership at optimize.me forward slash Hal. And then remind me, what was, if anybody's interested in the coaching piece, can you remind me of what the coaching? Yeah, uh, exactly. So all the free stuff, the 600 philosopher's notes, the 50 one-on-one classes, the thousand Optimize plus ones, optimize.me slash Hal. And then, you know, get to know us. And, and if we're resonating all that stuff, we think you might like optimize.me slash how coach, which is the 300 day program. It's a mastery series with the coaching stuff. If you want to go there, where I break down all this stuff over 25 different full lessons, 300 days, you know, seven objectives. We help you know the game you're playing. We help you forge anti-fragile confidence. We boil self-help down into what we call the big three, energy, work, and love. We teach you all the things that we talked about with habits and self-mastery. Then we teach you how to dominate the fundamentals, eating, moving, sleeping, breathing, focusing, celebrating, and prospering. Then we send you on your way to go crush it. Um, <laughs> but that's optimize.me slash how coach. And again, we've been blessed to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonials. We know it, it can change lives if people are willing to do the hard work. And that's now 300 bucks. Bring a friend. If it isn't the best investment you've ever made in yourself, we will humbly give you your money back. Again, all in. And I um, appreciate anyone that's made it this far in the conversation and um, excited about the potential of us connecting more deeply. Yeah, man. When I'll have you back on for sure. When, when does Heroic launch? You said spring 2022? April 9th. April 9th. I am giddy. We are going to live stream the whole launch. We've got my favorite band, The Score, performing live nice. for some of our investors in Austin. Of course, you're going to be there. I'll be there. Dude. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude. So that's going to be amazing. Um, and then so much other stuff coming downstream. But again, man, really, really appreciate you. And um, can't wait to see you uh, in person soon. Ditto, Brian. Love you, brother. Thank you for being here today. And uh, everybody that tuned in, thanks for today's conversation. And it was one of my favorites as well. So hope you enjoyed. And I will talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 